What's happening world? Jules Julian here and welcome everyone everywhere. So it's about the COVID-19, also known as coronavirus. It's affecting everyone around the world. It's spreading across countries. It's not contained like former viruses like Ebola or the Zika virus or anything like that. This thing's obviously affecting everyone. And I'm just going to shed my light on it. Ultimately, I'll tell you something, I didn't take it seriously at the start. And that's because I, just like many and most others, have been affected so much in the past by conspiracy and also mistrust, the blurred lines between me and what I see on the news and the media. It just took a while for it to catch up and then be posed as a real, the conspiracy versus the reality, which brings me on to what I'm going to be talking about today. Conspiracy versus reality, which I just touched on. America versus China, the toilet paper panic, um, optimistic future, then close it off. I have got a lot to get through and I feel like everything that I talk about, hear it out, okay, and then obviously go ahead and do your own research. I'm not trying to mislead you in any way. This is how I'm seeing things and how I'm hearing things. I'm just going to shed some light on it to hopefully give more people more information and therefore rest you as well. Listen, there's no need to panic, okay? However, we should be taking it seriously. You know, everyone everywhere, my name is Jules Julian. I am an ex-British soldier, army veteran, done two tours Afghanistan, Herrick 11, Herrick 16. Today I'm talking about COVID-19 coronavirus, and I don't mean to keep saying now. I'm just going to get straight into what it is I want to talk about today, which I did mention earlier. But just to recap, I'm going to be talking about the conspiracies versus the realities. I'm going to be talking about Trump versus Xi Jinping, which is basically America versus China and why that's even relevant. I'm going to be talking about panic buying and consuming. And I'm going to be talking about the good things about what's come out of this and optimistic futures. So let's get straight into it. Conspiracy versus reality. When this first happened, you know, I've got a few conspiracist friends and I'm very into conspiracies. I've read a few books. I like David Icke. I like a guy called Andy Thomas. I read his book called The Truth Agenda and that just opened my perspective on things. However, it also now makes me question everything. Instead of just listening and hearing it for what it is, I'm always very, mm, that sounds suspect. And what I want to say is, the ones I've heard, some of the most popular ones are, oh, you know, it's clearly population control. They're trying to get rid of all the vulnerable, the old and the weak people to bring down the population of the world. That's way out there. I don't believe that to be a thing because if you were going to release anything, surely your own family members would be in jeopardy, surely. There's other ones like we're going into this new world order and they're trying to inject us all with this coronavirus so that they can give us all this microchip injection flu type thing. And I think, wow, this is getting way out of hand. It's out there. People have their conspiracies and everyone has a right to. I mean, witnessed from previous things in the world that there's always blurred lines. There's always reasons behind. I mean, do you remember when that plane disappeared for no reason? And obviously the war on terror kicked off from the 9-11 planes going into the Twin Towers and then the whole Bin Laden. And there is definitely reason why people are very skeptic when it comes to hearing any real news. And it's horrible because it's almost like the boy who cried wolf kind of scenario. When serious shit does happen, people don't take it seriously. Why should we? We've been lied to in the past, clearly. Therefore, creating this mistrust in the main thing that causes, which I'm going to talk about later, the panic and fear, which is the media misleading information. So what is the reality? I asked a few friends, I asked for their advice on 
what the situation actually is. And the most logical thing that I've heard, it's Trump versus Xi Jinping, businessman or politician and World War Three military numbers is what I'm going to cover when I talk about this. So don't get too caught up on that just yet. I just need to explain what that means in the grander scheme of things. So let's get it right. The virus came from China. Apparently it just leaked. Yeah, it just leaked. It Things don't just leak. You know, it's no way. Not this day and age. They've got secure bases that contain this sort of thing. This COVID-19 is mild in comparison to some of the viruses out there that they've probably got well contained. And this one just happened to leak. Very unlikely. So why has it become a thing? And what has that any relation to Trump at all? Now, this is obviously what I've heard. And I'm going to say what I have to say. So I've got a few more things to talk about. However, I do say you should definitely look at this yourself. Right. So uh, why it said businessman and politician. In a nutshell, Trump is a businessman that got voted into politics. He's not a politician. He hasn't studied for that or anything like that. He's just a businessman. Now, most successful businessmen normally have an agenda. And that agenda is to have an outcome that is profitable, gives them some form of leverage or has a success tied to the end of it. You know, that's the only reason why they do business. It wouldn't be a successful business transaction if you came out worse at the other end. So from what I gather, Trump tried to do a deal with China that would have made the outcome good for America. However, China turned around and said no, because it may have looked all nice, but long term, it would have put China in a, a very worse position. So they turned around and said no. So basically, this is like a result of a business transaction gone wrong. Bear with me. Um, Trump didn't take it too nicely. This Chinese guy didn't take it too nicely. And therefore, I think it was an insult that Trump tried to do a business deal with people of this sort of power and magnitude. And I think they have asserted their dominance by saying, you want to know who you're messing with? Because ultimately, it, underlying, it just seemed like Trump tried to F over China. And China are too smart for that. They, you know, they, they saw it. They saw between it and was like, ah, you really want to try and mess with us like that? Let us remind you who you're messing with. Release the COVID-19. <laughs> that sounds nuts, but that's pretty much how it went down. Release the COVID-19, which is, by the way, in what they could have released when I talked about, you know, some more serious viruses and it's quite mild. So they said, release that little taster. And here we are. The whole world goes flipping crazy. And rightly so. There's vulnerable people out there that are dying from this. So yeah, now we have a pandemic on our hands and that's China's way of saying to Trump, there you go, World War Three. let's go. Because I'm going to talk about World War Three and numbers in a sec and why we no longer need to, in a sense, use bullets and guns. You know, they, we don't need feet on the ground. This is more an economic war. So I'm going to talk about that in a sec. However, shots were fired initially by Trump. China's reply is COVID-19. And what happens? Everything goes real bad, real quick. So everyone's panicking. The stocks drop massively. And this is where China, I think, were a little bit sneaky. I don't think they predicted this. However, when they did see it, they took full advantage of the situation. So yeah, COVID-19 gets released. The whole world goes into a bit of a panic. Everything gets shut down, locked down. Stocks drop. When stocks drop, people lose money that are invested in them already. However, those that aren't see an opportunity to buy it while they're cheap. China came along, saw the stocks were low and they bought everything. And you can look this up. For those that are in that sort of world, it's, it's definitely an eye opener and a perspective is like, oh shit, we didn't see that coming. Now, when things rebalance, which they will, by the way, you need to rest assured things on a rebalance, okay, stocks go back to normal. And obviously you can imagine if you've invested in them while they're cheap, when they go up, your stocks are now worth more. And then China will now be financially abundant come the end of it. And that right there is in a sense, World War Three. Now America on the back foot. Mr. Trump, please, can you just be 
less of a businessman and more of a politician. There's you, you should have seen this coming. All these people are shitting it. They're like, oh my God, can't believe that happened. China's like, that's right. You shouldn't have done this. It is what it is now. And therefore let's handle it. All right. So what was I talking about? Um, yeah, World War Three military numbers. So obviously, why was a soldier? I asked loads of questions. I had a few friends that knew a bit more about it than I did. And I didn't realize this at the time because I was just, you know, young, I guess. We actually don't have enough troops in our militia to be called an army, even though we're known as the British Army. You need to have a certain amount to be classified as an army. We're more like a home defense force, but let's just keep labeling us the British army. Now, if I was to you know, go to World War Three and we were to be fighting toe to toe with guns and bullets, China are very aware that they don't even have to fire any shots. They could economically destroy us. Hear me out. Let's say, for example, they wanted to invade England. Let's just use England. Let's say that they send over 500,000 troops, them troops land on our shores and they surrender. Geneva Convention says that we need to house these prisoners of war, feed these prisoners of war. We have to do our best. Now, we can't. We physically can't. We don't have the manpower. We don't have the, the housing facilities. Where are we going to put them? In prisons? After one day, two days, three days of feeding an extra 500,000 prisoners of war, eventually, uh, in seven days, we're going to be at a deficit massively as a, as a country. And if China really wanted to, send over another 500,000. They land on the seashores and then boom, surrender. They could do this, right? Not only that, they outnumber us troops 12 to 1. So we would never win if you ever wanted to take it to World War Three. In the grander scheme of things, we're vulnerable as, and I'm not trying to fear you out, I'm not trying to scare you, please don't think that. It just gives you a bit more perspective on the situation. So this is an economic World War Three, Uplifting one then. Toilet paper, why we should be responsible, replace I with we, and illness becomes wellness. So I asked someone like, what is it with the toilet paper buy? Two things, obviously people freak out. They think we're gonna be on lockdown and they're not gonna get access to toilet paper. However, there are those people who are so fearful that they use a lot more energy than normal. And when you use a lot more energy than normal, you also do do a lot more than normal. Let's say like a cycle of an average person's once a day. Me, I wake up, I go do do, that's me for the day. Most people have their cycle. However, when in times of fear and anxiety, you tend to do do more. So that's probably why people that are already in fear probably thought we're gonna do do loads and we need loo roll. Maybe, I don't know, that could be it. Don't quote me on it. That's, <laughs> that's what I've heard. People in fear and panic tend to do do more i get it i mean there's a lot of videos going viral right now of people complaining about the situation i get it like we all don't want to be that person who's thinking about me 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 so let's turn the i into we and then illness becomes wellness if we can start to take care of each other that way i went shopping went in the supermarket and it was relatively calm especially once that influx of panic had gone we were left with what we were left with and it's a case of okay i may not have so many luxury items, but I'm definitely okay with the essentials. Even though toilet paper is an essential and a necessity, which I'm gonna talk about later, about how we can overcome this with a bit of optimism. On to the next bit then. Let's see what else I wanted to talk about. The good things, yes. Let's take away some good things from this because I know there's a lot of us, most people out there are pretty level-headed and everyone I've met, they're not the crazy panic buyers. They're not freaking out. They're just a position where we're thinking about it like, okay, so we've got to take this seriously. It is Mother's Day, it's Sunday, and you would have took this time to reflect on that and that would have slowed you down. If this moment, they said, right, we're having two weeks off, everyone is a holiday, get your Christmas tree up, get your lights up, people wouldn't freak out. You know what I mean? It'd be like, right, we're going to eat loads, we're going to hunker down, we're going to get loads of food in. And we're... However, because it's a pandemic, everyone's freaking out about it. So let's take some good things, the collective consciousness. We're all in it together. There isn't a certain select few that are suffering. We're all 
in it together. And that creates collective consciousness. So can we minimize the spread of panic and fear and just maximize the humanity? Nod to your neighbor, say hello. I mean, it weren't long ago when there was some real collective consciousness of helping each other out during the world wars. They were real hard times and we're freaking out over some very luxurious times. It is, in a sense, a holiday. If you're working from home, you've probably wanted to do that for time. You've got your opportunity and it allows you more time to spend time with those that matter the most. The perspective should increase 100%. And finally, optimism. I do want to cover alkalize to energize. This is the personal thing I always remember. And then also the annual purge. Okay, so the first thing, the optimism, it has highlighted to a lot of people the perspective. It's just like, you know, wow, didn't realize how sucked in to a cycle of life that really makes no difference if it's taken away. Yeah. So what is alkalize to energize anyway? I explain this to people all the time about a little way that you can help that I don't hear many people talking about. Everyone's talking about washing your hands, drinking hot fluids and sipping on lemon. But I always live by this rule, alkalize to energize. And I got told this a couple of years back and I've never gone back since and I've been healthy ever since. Your body is made up of a pH level of acid and alkali. Normally it sits around seven and you want to research a guy called Dr. Sebi. He's no longer with us, but research that guy. Say it again, Dr. Sebi, S-E-B-I. But basically you alkalize to energize. So the more alkali a host is, the less likely that host is to carry diseases, bacteria, germs, ultimately. Imagine spraying a work surface with a 99.9% percent germ killer. That's pure alkali. It kills off the germ soon as it lands on the surface. Obviously, I'm not advising you to go and drink bleach. Do not go and drink bleach. I'm just saying there are ways that you can make your body more alkaline and reduce the acidity. How? Just research it. I don't want to bore you. I don't want to go into it too much. I'm just saying the logic is there. That's why you wash your hands with these hand sanitizers, the wipes, yeah? You're making your surfaces less acidic. The germ, the bacteria, the disease cannot live on it. It dies. It kills it off. So research foods and consumption that increase your levels of alkanicity. I don't know if that's the word, just threw it out there, sounded right. But that's what I'm suggesting you do. And lastly, the annual purge. Right. So this is like a lovely concept that someone said to me. They said, Jules, obviously have you seen the pictures of all the wildlife returning and the ecosystem being brought back to rebalance? And a lot of my spiritual brothers and sisters out there, they're like, Mother Earth has done this on purpose. You know, the spiritual realms of the higher powers have made us do this. And I agree to a degree. And yeah, it is such a beautiful thing. And this happened within 48 hours of this lockdown. So someone said to me, we should do this once a year. It should be a thing, especially when we're in our worst times, maybe like January, February. Yeah. Imagine if we have Christmas, we hunker down for two months and then we know we're working from home for a month, an annual purge, like a cleanse. So for 30 days or 60 days, we could do this. Let's let mother nature go back. Let's get the rebalance. And then we've still got 10 months of the year when we can just do what we do. Obviously, those that know, I am still fundraising for my 10 Pillars of Fulfillment book. So check out the link in the description. And also quickly, if you want to listen to any more Soldier to Veteran episodes, go check out the podcast that I launched as well. So everyone everywhere, I really appreciate you tuning in to this, which by the way, was just spare at a moment because it's, you know, it's COVID-19, the coronavirus. So if you feel like, you know, anyone that could do with some of the information, just tag them, share it with them. And I hope it helped. Take what I've said, research a little bit more into it. So everybody everywhere, thank you very much. George Julian, I'm out. Peace and love.